Welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Redoctopus Cephala Podcast, the only show where old is new, new is old, and so are we. <laughs> so old. Yeah, we got an old guy over here. We're crusty. Oh, very crusty. You know, let him talk to you like that, Tim? He, he was talking to you. He was talking to all of us. Like <laughs> <laughs> you get, am I going to let you talk to us like that? <laughs> am I going to let me talk to me like that? Can I finish? Can I please finish? Okay. Please do. <laughs> I am your host, Nintendo, and with me as always are my squishy inklings, Boss Flush Mode. Por favor, mantenganse alejado de los poetas. Ape it alchemy. Did you do that on porpoise? Maybe. And the only guy I know with nine tentacles, Parasite Steve. Today is a good day to die. But, you know, we don't have to. Right. You could just <laughs> dye your hair. But years from now would be better. Yes, yes. And on this week's episode, we'll be talking about Transformers, a franchise that's been near and dear to my heart since childhood. Be more than meets your ears in this yes, episode. Or, or eyes. They can't see us, Nintendo. Well, so is this maybe. an entire episode about Transmorphers, the, uh, the that, Asylum's ripoff, the, or the original property? Formbots. I, I, I want to say uh, the, the original Form property. Bots. What about Mighty Orbots? Are those oh, part yo. of this? Yo, that was like my jam as a kid. <laughs> or the No-Bots? <laughs> the no. Bots. No-Bots. No-Bots about no it. Bots. The Stop-Bots. <laughs> so Leader one! No, oh that's, 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 that's the wrong property. I'm sorry. That's, that's very wrong. <laughs> the opposite property I just of what we're talking about. Parasite Steve. So I want to talk a little bit a little bit about uh Generation One as the fans call it. G one. Um, so I, I was to be honest, I've never really like read the comics, but it was just mostly the cartoon I watched as a kid, and I was always fascinated about robots turning into vehicles, and I just thought that was like the coolest thing ever. It's like they're in disguise. Almost like they're in disguise. And they're more than meets the eye. Like you look at them once, but then the second time you look at them, it might not be what you saw the first time you looked at them. They met my eyes, yet they are more. I'm my <laughs> eyes are meeting them for the second time. But right. Right. There's just a so, wealth of robots <laughs> yes. to to look at. Yes. It's a feast for it's the oils. That was good. Right, you beat me to it there. A plethora of robots and various Ba-boom. forms. Baboon power. Oh, yes. Still your thunder. Oh, yes. Thunder blunder. So please continue. So, anyways, the very first episode of the cartoon, I'm not sure if this lines up with the comics or anything, but in the cartoon, uh, the Autobots and the Decepticons were at a civil war that's been going on for millions of years. And uh, they found they, the Autobots figured out that they needed more energy to escape their home planet because they would just get annihilated by the Decepticons. So they found the energy that they needed on Earth. So they they all they packed up their shit. They're like, okay, we're going to this planet, and then we gotta get this before the, the Decepticons find out that it's here. And of course, no Megatron being Megatron knows what's going on. And so, like, okay, we got to follow them. And then 
they eventually catch up to them and uh, they hijack the ship and they get into this fight and then they go into this asteroid belt and it just fucks them all up. So they just crash land on Earth. So Wasn't that where they were going anyway? So there, it kind of yeah, worked out. It, it kinda worked You're out. welcome. It, You're welcome, Prime. Yes. Yes, indeed. So so they're all like practically dead on the Autobot ship. They, they crashed into a volcano, like on the, the ground or whatever. And uh, millions of years have passed, like four million years. And then all of a sudden, the, the ship starts working. And, and the ship's like, repair, repair, repair. And then it goes off, like, looking for, like, random vehicles. And it picks one and it goes to... It transfers, like, information to the computer system. And then it, it picks a robot and it's like, okay, I'll fix this one up. And then that's who they become throughout the entire series. So that explains why they're able to turn into, like, Earth cars. Right. And Earth right. trucks. Because on, because on Cybertron, they're, like, totally different vehicles. They're, like, unrecognizable vehicles. There's some random form that they take shape in. But the funny thing is... They're alien the, cars. Right, right. Yeah. They're, they're illegal alien cars, Right. Right, right. So on Cybertron, when they're in their robot form, they look exactly the same as we know them now, which is kind of weird. So you expect them to transform to like some type of car or plane or helicopter or whatever, but it's like they just change it to something like completely different. It's so freaking weird. It is kind of always weird to me that when they are able to assimilate a new vehicle that their physical body parts don't actually change or look different. Right. So like as a robot, you can clearly see all of the parts of the vehicle they're going to become. Right. So it only makes sense for their earth vehicles because it's like, Oh, okay. Well you got, you got those headlights and those are a VW headlights. And you know, yeah. yeah. So one thing I know we're mostly talking about just G1 here, but on that note, I want to mention that the the latest Bumblebee movie actually did address that. And uh, at the point in the movie where Bumblebee has to scan a new vehicle to change what he looks like, all of his body yeah. parts do reflect the new vehicle form that yeah, he scans, I think, I, I which I don't understand that. how it happens. But I thought it was cool that they did that. I think they did that in the first Bay Transformers movie. Did they well. too? I yeah. don't remember like the scene of them switching I, what vehicle I, I, mode I remember, they have, but that's I remember, cool. Yeah, I remember Optimus uh finding a truck and just scanning it and then just kind of like morphs into that truck and it's like, okay, well, this is what I'm gonna look like. Down down to the detail of like the paint job and everything. Which I thought was pretty neat, but yeah, so I think that's neat that they addressed that. But, I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's a cartoon. That, who cares? You yeah, know? Right, but, right, yeah, it's just yeah. kind of funny. Right. So, it's yeah. a 20-minute commercial for toys. I mean, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's the most detailed, well-developed it's, commercial in history. Well, it's like all those 80s cartoons were basically just like advertisements for their toys. A hundred percent. Yeah. He-Man yeah, yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Which totally worked on me because I had most of the toys. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, like, all the different Transformers would advertise, like... I mean, I know now Transformers toys are a huge collector's thing, and they're something that you can buy in all different, like, uh, detail categories. So you have, Mm -hmm. like, the very simple ones that transform into a vehicle in only, like, two steps, which are better for kids. And then you have, like, the super detailed ones that have, like, 30-plus stage transformations and, like, collectors seek that stuff out that that's yeah. something that's appealing because it's more of an activity it's not just buying it and having it it's having it be like this kind of almost puzzle box thing that you're you're kind of piecing together and right. and being able to transform which, what's your pleasure sir 
I didn't even know yeah. that was a thing. Like I, I always just thought Transformers were really difficult to transform back in the day. I, I could never really do it. So you're really good at it. <laughs> I, I never really, had that many. Really but yeah, I, I could never do it. I would always ask someone to do it for yeah, me. Yeah, I would always ask Joe. Yeah, like every single every single time. I, I also you, was bad at it. When you buy the toys in the box, it tells you on. I, not in the back, but like there's an instruction manual on the inside, obviously, and they tell you how to properly transform them. I, I never bothered to look at it. I just tried to figure it out on my own. Because you had the touch. I totally had the touch. Ding, ding. I you did. had the power. Yeah. Yeah, you were Stan Bush back in the day. Yeah, totally. That now, song's now from you're just, Boogie Nights. Now, now, now you're just, just Nintendo. Just Nintendo. Right? That, yeah. That's, a, that's that song from Boogie Nights, right? What are you yes. talking about? <laughs> it's at the end of Boogie Nights. Is it? It is. It is. Marky yep. Mark sings it into the mirror, looking at himself completely butt naked. Sounds fun. All right. It it wasn't. If that's your thing. Yeah. Um. No. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was really bad at transforming them, but yeah. they make dumb ones now for stupid people like me, and you can transform oh, them, yeah. and like you literally like just fold them in half, and it's like bam, it's a car. And you're like, okay, well, that's what GoBots that's are for. Oh, GoBots. <laughs> Tell me about GoBots. Oh well, they just suck. That's all yeah, you need to know. Every, it, it's so funny because, you know, it, it was true. They were easier to transform, and their robot forms look like complete garbage. Right. Every yeah. single one of them. Gobage. And the funny thing is, I was watching some clip on YouTube about GoBots, and just watching them transform is so fucking lazy. Like, all they did was they would, like, jump in the air, twirl, and then that's their vehicle form or whatever. Or... Oh, the animation of the cartoon, you yes, mean? Yes. Okay. Yes. Or, or they'll be like, they'll be running and then just happen to be behind something. And then, oh, that's that's their phone. They <laughs> the, don't actually show it. The only ones I actually remember is. there was the scooter guy. I think his name was Scooter. Yes. Right. Yes. And oh, yeah. uh, and then just names. the the. the the Optimus Prime analog was literally leader one. Mm-hmm. And I remember that it will forever be seared into my name, my brain, that name because of the commercials. The, there was a, there was a freaking GoBots commercial that was on all the time. And there was a kid and he's like, leader one. And they're like, Oh my God, I, I must have seen that a billion times. Well, those, yeah. the, the leader yeah. of the, the bad guys was called Psykill. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. so extreme. It's like the, yeah. the only bit of thought they put into any of the names. It's really yeah. edgy. Right. It sounds yeah. like a, a, a band name, but they, they didn't go with it. They're like, no, no, no. No, that's a stupid name. Yeah. Right. And then GoBots is like, we'll take it. Right. 80s I mean, thrash metal reject name. Yeah, yeah seriously. Speaking of GoBots, did you know that GoBots is part of the Transformers storyline? Probably not, because uh, I just found out, too. I didn't. I did not. Oh. I did not. I didn't care. If yeah, you know I don't did. really think I about GoBots on the know, reg. I forgot it. On purpose. And the only way <laughs> how it's tied into the Transformers is because Hasbro bought the rights back in 1991, and then they're just, oh. Like, oh. they're just like, oh, well, we'll just make it as an alternate universe for the right, Transformers. Right, because about eight years after Redcon. everything was released, they were afraid of its competition. Right. 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 <laughs> the like, the like lamest ripoff that with. nobody ever freaking liked better than the original. Like, nobody. Actually, nobody. I think GoBots were before Transformers. Uh, they're mistaken. around the same time. Yeah, but I think they may the, have the, came the up cartoon? here before. I really because I think so. I, I'm not 100 sure. I mean, I always thought they were a ripoff. I'm they they plot te- twist. Yes, they, Transformers they, they are the ripoff. They 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 were a ripoff. Um, 
I want to like you know travel back in time a little bit um, about how the Transformers came to be. Oh, I wish you would. Oh, because it says please do because it's good. I, I didn't even know this until recently. So before it was called Transformers, it was originally two separate entities called Diaclone and Microman toy lines from huh. from Takara in hmm. 1974 to 1984 oh. and around that time that's when Hasbro acquired licensing for both series okay and just called it Transformers they they combined them both into one hmm. so what i i'm not sure is if like one was like if like the Diaclones were like Decepticons or the Microman were like Autobots or something that's how they did, but I guess they they didn't really do right, it that well, way. So that's that going on since the seventies, and I think the GoBots probably were ripoffs then, if that's the case. Unless the GoBots were I, I, way I back then were, too. No, it's fine because I I think they uh, they went by the original Diaclone and Microman for how uh, they looked on Cybertron. Before they became like like Optimus Prime, like Optimus oh, Prime was, okay. like, was someone All right, else. So that was just that. like they did like a little nod to those. Yeah, it's that's like, okay, cool. Well, this is what what they look like before, and then now this is what they look like. Wow! So they get like repaired and rebuilt or whatever. They look like this now. Mm-hmm. And so, these are Transformers. And these are Transformers. Yeah, these are the Autobots and these are the Decepticons. That's really interesting. Yeah. I never knew that. And the Autobots are um, they're just like factory workers. That's all they are really. And the Decepticons were more like a military based thing so that explains why they always want up the autobots in every situation it's like they know that's what they're programmed or trained to do or whatever i guess it's kind of amazing the autobots are able to hold their own on earth for so long if they're really just like menial workers on cybertron right who were the leaders of cybertron who who Uh, were like the kings and queens originally it was the quintessence so just you know the, well the quintessons or quintessons yeah yeah they're called crescent the roll yeah quintessence. quintessence is a alchemy thing yes yeah I I make that on on every th- other Thursday of the month oh interesting so um according to the internet um Transformers came out in ni- in 1984 as Transformers yes uh so obviously the original line was earlier than that but. The property having that name was 84 and GoBots was 83. Oh, that's interesting. Gee. So that's they must. Yeah, but if if it was a existing thing. Right. That was just kind of got rebranded or yeah, reimagined or whatever. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. not really fair. So I would still say that GoBots, you yeah. know, they obviously didn't come first. But um, it seems like they beat the uh, the Transformers technically by a year. Um but yeah, uh, GoBots were made by Tonka, right? So, right. which is uh, also uh, the Transformers were owned by Tonka. The Tonka back in, in the early '80s, I think. No, well. Um, no. Well, it's what you said. Well, Takara, right? Yeah, uh, Takara. Takara. Tonka is, is like the truck company. Oh yes, yeah. Tonka right, trucks. Right. Made Tonka ass. tough. Wait, so did Tonka <laughs> make kids' toy like construction equipment back in the eighties, or was that something they got? Into oh, you later? know it. Yeah, they did. And it was good. So it was like made of metal and stuff too. Not this plastic it's crap. Legit. Yeah, if you had like a disagreement with your buddy in the play yard, you could pick up your Bigfoot and, or your Grave Digger, and you could legitimately kill him. Yeah, Grave Digger. Oh yes, oh yes. Yeah, see, that's the beauty of it all is that Tonka made tools for kids, and Brenda. 
them as toys, but used real materials. So actually, they were just tools. So actually, they were just crappy tools, but they were still tools. Yeah. Yes. But but they also they made masqueraded like, as toys. Right. But they also made like you know trucks and stuff. But they were like all the trucks and stuff were made of like metal. It right, was like right. rad as hell. Legit. Yeah. Like big time awesome. Right. Yeah, I would say that was their their forte in the toy business anyway. I don't know if they made other stuff as as a company. I have no idea. Um but yeah, I know them for trucks. So I didn't actually yeah. remember that they did the GoBots. And Leader One <laughs> My childhood dream was to own one of those big wheels, those Tonka big wheel things, and that dream never came true. Right. I am big wheelist to this day. Still kind of butthurt about it. Uh, I'm over it though. So yeah, I mean that's that's pretty interesting. I had no idea that the uh, the Transformers started out as two other separate, yeah, completely yeah, different I toy products. And I, I mean, I knew I know Takara is a Japanese company, and, and I've you know a lot of a lot of Transformers stuff. You go back in the day, you know, maybe we didn't realize, but now you you sort of go back and you learn about it, and it's like, oh, actually, a lot of stuff rolled out in Japan first. Right. Well, when you're ten years old at the time, you're not gonna, really going like, right. to look too deeply into it. Right. right true. Right. But like, it is it is funny because it is you know. Hasbro. Hasbro is in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Like, they're American. They're an American company. But, like, clearly it, it originated with Takara. Right. Yeah. Um, so, because, uh, you know, as you guys know, there was, there was the one Nintendo game for the 8-bit NES. I don't know if anybody... I've never yes. actually played it. Yeah. But it was for the uh, the, the Japanese Famicom, Famicom only. Right. Yeah. yeah. It didn't actually come didn't over come here. It didn't come over into the United States. Yeah, Thankfully. So, so, technically, it wasn't for the NES. It was for the... Japanese version of the NES, the Famicom, right. but um, but that, but I always thought that was kind of strange, you know. Learning that that existed, it's like, well, why wouldn't we get it first if anybody? But it's like, oh, well, because Takara was Japanese, yeah, right, and they were huge over there too. And I thought it was really odd that you played as Ultra Magnus, not Optimus Prime. Yeah, see, I, I I don't know that much about the game. I've never played it. I yeah, know I people don't I, like I, it. I, I played on emulation, and it's just freaking terrible. It is so bad. It's one one hitting your dead. And like you, of I, all I, I characters to be able videos. to take more than one freaking hit, it, it would be the Silver Surfer. But the second would definitely be the Transformers. Right. I mean, the guy's got the power cosmic. I the mean, Silver let's be real. Surfer dies to normal ass frogs, not mm-hmm. even power cosmic frogs. Like fucking right. frogs that live in the swamp kill. Not power cosmic swamps either. Right. No, average run of the mill swamp. Like like you got to worry about pollution in this particular swamp. Looting and polluting is not the way. True. But right. here's what Captain Planet has to say. Oh. What what do you have to say, Captain Planet? That's your Nintendo. The power is yours. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, I feel I feel so empowered suddenly. Hmm. That's that's good. He's an encouraging guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. Cool. Yeah. So. So that's G one. That's, that's G one. Right. And you, uh, I don't. Should I mention this? Well, anyways. Um, I think you should. I think I should. Yeah. So uh, the Dinobots. Uh huh. They were never around when all this occurred. When they crash land on Earth, the the Autobots and Spike, the human, um, human. built. The Dinobots, and they purposely made them dumb to be more like dinosaurs. 
So that's why they talk really slow and <laughs> Which really is like dumb. And a, a really bad decision. A very bad decision. It's like you are worried way too much about details for the wrong reasons. <laughs> right. Also, you don't know dinosaurs are dumb. Well, I mean, the brain size. You don't own the ear. It's walnuts, dude. Yeah, but or peas. walnuts think, are fantastic. There's a lot of protein in there. Yeah, but it, 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 it's it's not an optimal size for a brain, especially when it's controlling the a body the size of, like, you know, two Tonka trucks. Or more. Badonka trucks. Badonka. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, I remember uh, 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 Wheeljack. Wheeljack was the one who, who built them. Yeah, like... Jack Wheel. Yeah. And I know that, like, the first run of them, it wasn't all five, right? There was uh, three, and then they added two more later because I the, so, the yeah. first three turned bad or went, you know, yeah. something went wild. And they're like, oh, well, we better make more then. That's the that's the perfect that's the ex- only solution. That's the only solution I can come up with. Is like, keep right. uh, keep right. on adding Dinobots to the world. And they never went bad. I think I think the ones that they added were the Stegosaurus and the Brontosaurus. But no, 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 Swoop. Yeah, Swoop, the Pteranodon. He was, I think, one of the second generation. Yes. I think it was like him and the Stegosaurus, maybe. Yes. Yeah, Swoop I think so. Swoop day it is. And they're the only ones that don't combine into a giant robot. What, yeah, like, see, I always thought that Grimlock should have been the combiner, right? Like he should have been the devastator, right? They should have. All, it should have been other dinosaurs that combined into a T Rex, right? Because that been the Decepticons perfect. had that one combiner group, which was the Constructicons, and they're the only ones that require six robots to form the. Which I thought was imagine that. No, no. And then I think later on uh, they built the Autobots built more Autobots. They they built uh, the aerial and they keep going and going. My personal favorite of you know the Transformers you know universe of multiple robots tra- transforming into a giant robot. It was the the, the Predacons. Oh, they were my favorite. Oh, I love them so much. They are my favorite. Predaking. Predaking Predaking would be what they would ultimately all combine into. Oh, he is so badass. Predicate, I I, I thought <laughs> so was the girl bad. one, but there wasn't. Didn't exist. Yeah. It's actually Predacathrin. <laughs> um, so tell us about the the Predacons, because I I don't actually know that much about them. Um. Well, well, let me see here. Okay, so the Predacons consist of five robots: Dive Bomb, Headstrong, Rampage, Razor Claw, and Tantrum. That's that's some kind of memory you got there. Yeah, thankfully I have it written right in front of me. And your photographic memory. <laughs> My photographic memory right in front of me. So yeah, they are uh, they're awesome. I yeah. I freaking love them. What's their deal? They're Decepticons. Well, yeah, but they're and, uh, they're and also cons, predatory so. animals. Yes, that's yes. that's the more. Yeah. So, so like, there's a lion, an eagle, a rhino, a bull. Is so the bull all... tantrum? I think so. Yes. I knew it. And then they turn into a big ass giant robot that's super cool and has like bird wings. And is it a big ass Ass, giant robot? Well, it's a big giant ass robot. It's a giant ass robot. So it's 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 not a a robot. It's it's shapely. Is what I'm trying. It's It's got coins. Supple. (laughs) Which is which is ironic because all the other ones have coiners. (laughs) That's a gross word to say like that. Coiners. Don't do that again. Uh, I'm stopping you now. <laughs> I forgot. Well, that's cool. That's weird though, because the original Transformers, like other than the Dinobots, didn't have animal stuff. 
Like they were all right. robot Most cars them, yeah. and, and whatnot. Uh, so the Predacons uh, were like Soundwave, totally different. Soundwave, one of his cassettes turned into a... Like a panther or something? Or was a it black, a black panther and, and a bird. Like a, yeah. Well, Ratbat was there too. Ratbat was like Rat Bat some turd. point after the movie. <clears throat> well, he's yeah. in the movie anyway. But yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. he had, a, he had right, the, he the was, vulture... Yeah. I can't remember the vulture's name. Yeah, Ravage was the the panther. Yeah, and they had laser the panther beak. wolf. Was it's the vulture's like, name scavenge? No, it wasn't. What was it? I forget. Laser beak. Laser beak. Laser beak. Wow, I was way off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like mine. There was yeah. also the uh, um, insecticons, technically. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, Mo- mostly, they, they you know, mostly they're either. they're vehicles. Because, like, to yeah. be honest, my <laughs> introduction to Transformers was with Beast Wars. So, like, I grew up kind of knowing the Transformers universe in the context of that show, which was all animal stuff. Yeah. So it is cool to go back to G1 and see that there were still, you know, animal inspired ones in there too, not just like cars and trucks and stuff. Because right. Animal robots are way cooler to me than like cars and truck robots, but right. that's just me. Yeah, I mean, and it's interesting you you bring that show up because they the bad guys in that they were called the Predacons, right? The Predacons, right. yeah. Right. So it's, that's why the yeah. funny you mentioned that show. I didn't, I did not think I would like it because it was animals. And I was just so used to the the vehicles, and I don't know. I I liked it a lot. Yeah, I think that show was honestly really good, and it was a great example of early, like, CGI, like, you know, like, something like Reboot, right? But that, right, but right. Beast Wars was really good, and it had a good cast and, you know, good character development and everything like that, and I remember I actually had a bunch of the toys for that, so I was... I was a fan of that show. Like, I really liked yeah. it. I watched it every morning on, you know, yeah. on Saturdays. I remember going to to uh, you guys' house and watching it over there every Saturday morning. Yeah, the, the thing I found interesting about it was, at first, I think G1 fans... I, I actually have no idea if, if the show is, is, at this point, well-regarded by G1 fans or not. But um, I, I do think it's interesting. Like, at first, it seemed like they were just screwing everything up. And they're like, you know, there are no Autobots and Decepticons. Now it's the Maximals and the Predacons. And they're animals instead of of vehicles and all this stuff. And there was a lot of stuff that just didn't make any sense. And it was weird. But then as the show went on, even though I didn't personally feel like it was a really great show, I think it did have good parts. And I did really like the way that it um, connected with the old show. And there were episodes that that were, like amazingly well connected and i like i remember for instance so there was a character on the predacon side and his, he was a pterosaur and he was a pteranodon dude and he was like a hundred percent the most thinly veiled starscream analog ever he was just starscream he was the same thing he had a screechy voice he was constantly the the bad guy of the show was megatron but it was a different megatron it was it was you know you you were told that he like was using the name <clears throat> of this great, uh, you know, Decepticon leader. Because in this show, the Autobots and Decepticons were essentially like their ancestors. They had become the Maximals and the Predacons. But so, yeah, the, uh, so there was this like, you know, Terrorsaur dude. Total thorn in the side of Megatron. And uh, there was an old episode of the G1 show that I recall um, that happened after the movie. And it was like the ghost of Starscream because he dies in the movie at the hands of Galvatron, obviously. And I remember you found that his his soul or spark was actually still out there and was just like roaming the galaxy. And he I think I think that was the episode where they also dealt with uh, 
Unicron's floating head that you saw at the end of the movie in the ending credits and that that was still alive. And I think he was getting like the ghost of Starscream to try to help him or something like that. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember this yes, episode? I, I think so. Yeah. So there was an episode of Beast Wars where the ghost of Starscream still wandering after all these like we didn't know at that point how many you know millions of years or thousands or we didn't know like when exactly this took place found its way to the planet that the beast wars were taking place on and it came down and possessed pterosaur all right and it was just so neat it's like wow that that's that's so cool because you know later you do find out that it is like very displaced in time from the old the old time like i said they were the ancestors of these characters so you know but they found ways for certain characters to show up i i also remember uh there was a character where this panther guy showed up and he came from like not on the world he was not with the original group that crash landed on the planet and turned into animals but he was like this panther dude and it was revealed partway through the episode that it was ravage the tape starscream's tape and oh, he had okay. evolved over time and become his own, like, talking, thinking person. But he still looked, you know, like he had a panther head, basically. Yeah. And uh, and he was in the episode. And I thought that was insane. Right. You know, they really found neat ways of, of getting people on the show, you know, even though it was once in a while. But that sort of made it special, too. You yeah. know, so I thought that was, that was kind of awesome. Yeah. Even though I thought the show was, you know, okay. But. Right. Mm-hmm. It was also on that cusp, to be fair, of uh, like TV CG shows right. that w- that didn't look it that great. It did not age well right. at all. Right. Yeah. At right. the time, it could have been considered cutting edge. Right. But it's, this it's was, an eyesore now. This was back in 1996. Yeah. So it, it aged poorly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But I do remember the sequel show to that, which was Beast Machines, looked better. Yes. And yeah. I remember legitimately a, straight up loving that yeah, show. Yeah, that was a much better show. For sure. And they got back on onto Cybertron, and you, they thought everything was going to be fine, and it was going to be great. They couldn't transform or anything, right? At first, At they first. couldn't. And then they found out that, like, the, the well, not Decepticons, the Predacons, uh, led by the same Megatron, had gotten there, like, first. There had been some time jump, and Megatron had taken over Cybertron. And so it was just empty. So the characters we knew from the show got there, and it was, like, empty. And there was, like, a virus that Megatron had um, enacted and they were immediately becoming infected and they had to come up with new bodies to survive it that were not just robots that looked like animals. They were actually like cyborgs. They, they, they were, I remember they called them techno organic bodies. So there were actual, there was actual meat and fur and in junk. So probably actual junk too, actually. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my. Junk and junk. Junk the junk. And I remember that show was uh, like a lot of uh, a lot of it was trying to find what happened to all the old characters because they all crash landed, but not all of them were together. Right. It was like Optimus oh, <laughs> Optimus Primal. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Who was the main the main hero, the analog of prime, obviously. And and he was, was like a like a gorilla or something. Yeah, yeah. he was a gorilla. Yeah. And there was Cheetor. Cheetah, a bat. yeah, and uh, there was a <laughs> no, rat know. trap who was yep. a skunk, yeah, and yep, yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. and there was shoe who was a shoe, <laughs> who was a, a Pokemon, who was a danger noodle or a snake, 
Danger Noodle the Snake. Yep. Yeah, I remember him. He was good. Yeah. Who else was there? There was, uh, there was another one. I like the bad guys. I like Black Arachnia. That was a good oh, name. She, be- right. she, became, she became a hero a on yeah, that show. Yeah, she, yeah. she, yeah, she, she was, she was a flip-flopper. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Black Arachnia was awesome on that show. They they uh, did meet a couple new characters. I remember there was a bat, uh, and he was like a kid. And I think his name was like Night Fury or something like that. There was a, I remember there was a plant lady they, they ended up finding. I think her name was Botanica oh, or maybe. something like that. And there yeah, was... a while, I don't remember. There was, uh, mm, I remember one of the main characters they were looking for was this guy. What was his name? He was like, he was a, 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 I don't, I can't remember what they were called. It was like a, a fusor, a fusor or something. He was like two animals and that, and he, he was, he was from Beast Wars and he was like half wolf half and, uh, Napoleon Dynamite's wet dream. <laughs> it's a wolf and an eagle. It's pretty much my favorite animal. <laughs> it's like pretty much the best animal of all time. It would beat like every other animal. <laughs> I can't remember his name now, but he was a uh, skills and magic. They were looking. For, I remember they were looking for him, and he was like such a goofy superhero type on on Beast Wars. And when they finally found him, he was actually one of the bad guys because there were like three general bad guys that uh, like one was a motorcycle, one was a tank, and one was a uh, a jet. Dude, are you a tank? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you can have my Megadeth collection. Um, <laughs> if we die. <laughs> no, we we're dead. dead. They're yours, dude. <laughs> anyway, I digress. They're, they're, it was a cool show. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. yeah, for sure. There's lots of... Transformers is definitely one of those properties that has Oh, oh Silverbolt! Oh, wow. Oh, Good job. Silverbolt... Yes. There's also Air Razor, who is uh, like a falcon, but I don't know if she ended up on Beast Machines or not. I can't remember. Was Megatron just Megatron? Yes. He could turn into a dragon. Uh, T-Rex, right? It was a T-Rex at first, and then he got an upgrade at some point in Beast Wars, and he could turn into a dragon. dragon, And they kept the dragon form, but he was like, he, he wanted to stay pure robot. He was like denying the organics. I think that was why the virus worked on their bodies th- that they had at first because he was like trying to weed out the organic parts of and purify the race or something but i don't know there was something about the techno organic bodies because i think they had to go to the all spark and go like in the all spark which is essentially like the transformer god I-, I guess and they would emerge as these techno organic bodies that had never existed before so it was like an evolution of the of the species which is pretty neat i think yeah I yeah. think a, uh, one of the Dinobots was in it, the Grimlock-looking character. He oh, oh, he was yeah, Dinobot. But he was just called Dinobot. He was called Dinobot. Dumb, yeah, but yeah, that's he was he was a he was a Velociraptor because yeah. you know Jurassic Park was the most popular thing ever. Right. So he right. looked exactly like the Raptors from. Yeah, that. I remember they they killed him off in, in an episode. Yeah, but it was it was like. I remember uh, of Beast Wars. Yeah, he didn't yeah. he didn't make it to Beast Machines, but he yeah. was a character that started off he was bad when they got there and then he hated Megatron so much he's like, "All right, screw this. I'm literally defecting." And he goes to the to the Maximals, Maximals and he's like, "All right, I hate you all, but not as much as I hate Megatron, so I'll I will I'm just with you." And they're like, right. "Okay." And they never really got to like trust him. He never felt like, you know, a good guy, but yeah. eventually he 
came around to the point where you felt like he he had grown. Yes, and he was yeah. a good guy, and he eventually did that, get killed off. He, yeah, yeah. So he was a he was a pretty good character. That's a good character yeah. arc for sure. Yeah, you know, that's cool. Just a dumb Some depth name. of character. Yeah, dumb name. Dumb name. Also, Waspinator. Yeah. Classic. Uh, <laughs> He's like Waspinator. All <laughs> right. That guy was obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah, he was the worst. The worst. He was the literal worst. Like OMFG. So before we go too far away from the G1 series, I just want to mention this little tidbit that I received this week. This is uh, it's pretty interesting. It's how uh, Peter Cullen was inspired by his brother to do the voice of Optimus Prime. Interesting. Yes. So actually, how I found out was pretty interesting. Um, one of my coworkers. Ooh, I'll be work, the judge of that. Oh, no, oh, no, you won't. Um, one of my coworkers at work was telling me because I just happened to be wearing one of my Transformer shirts, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I saw this thing with Peter Cullen, and uh, he was telling telling everyone like how he was inspired by uh, doing this voice for Optimus Prime. And he's like, he was inspired by his brother who was in the military, and he had this really strong, stern, commanding voice. And yeah, he's all like." America, you know, America, and whatever. Yeah, so Joe, Joe's I, saluting. I'm saluting. You can't Just see so me. you guys uh, no. Saluting to everyone out there who may be listening or who are not listening. So I just thought thought that was really cool. And also kind of yeah. odd how, like, no, we're doing this episode this week, and he's telling me this, like, a couple days ago. I'm like, oh, that's Useful interesting. Information. I, never, I never knew this. I'm like, I'll just throw that in there. Why the hell not? Sweet. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean the uh, the voice the voice actors of uh, Transformers is kind of one of the best parts. I think. Oh yeah. You know? sure. Going back, it's like you know the the show's kind of a little you know G one's a little, little little tough to watch. I think now. Yeah. Yeah. I I, uh, I agree. I agree. Yes. But you know, I mean, I, the voice acting is just is just stellar. You know, you got Mr. Peter Cullen, who is like, I mean, I'd say, you know he's the like only good thing about. The Michael Bay movies, like seriously, the fact that they got him to be Prime was so awesome, right? Right, and uh, he's just so iconic. And you know, he he was he was a lot of other like uh, you know, I think I think his other big voice, Peter Cullen, was actually Eeyore. He was Eeyore oh. for a long time. Um, he was like because the way Disney does it is they hire somebody to be a voice, and they are just like essentially on retainer to be that character. Like forever until they retire, and then right. the, you know Disney will hire somebody else to then take over, and then that's their role now. So it's not like they get him sometimes, like with Kevin Conroy's Batman. You know they'll get him like sometimes, but like I don't know for the span that he did it, he was Eeyore, and he was also a Venger on the awesome Dungeons and Dragons cartoon oh, show. Yeah. Who is right. Venger's right. like my favorite. Uh, 80s cartoon villain like yeah. ever and he was he was peter cullen that's pretty amazing. cool and of course uh then you had a lot of uh a lot of scooby-doo actors were on that show too i know i know uh don messick who played scooby was uh was on there i think he was ratchet or prowl one of the one of the two white guys yeah. i don't know he was a white guy yep and um michael bell was a pretty prolific voice actor was was in there. I can't remember who he played, but Michael Bell did the voice of. I always remembered him as, and I know Boss Rush. I know you'll you'll jump on this too. Is uh, he was Raziel from the Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. Ah, uh, yes, yes. 
Very Pretty. awesome video game series. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Michael Bell just uh, rules. He was also uh, Angelica Pickle's dad. What was what was his name? Stu or no? Stu is Tommy's dad. Um, Angelica's dad was. Oh man, I I I can't think. Of it I, right I, I didn't watch much Rugrats, so From, I don't know. Yeah. Rugrats. I, I know. I know of the character. Oh, it I was Lou. It was Stu and Lou Pickles. So Lou was the brother, and Stu was Tommy. Is there dad. a Drew too? Or Drew? Was maybe it was, maybe it was Drew. Yeah, Lou. Maybe Drew Pickles. Drew Pickles. That was it. Because he drew pickles. <laughs> oh, I guess I guess Michael. I'm looking up now. Michael Bay was Prowl. Michael Bell. My, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Not Michael Bay. Michael Bell was Prowl. There's too Bell. many L's. Don Messick was Rat Ratchet. So those are the two white guys. Wait, Ratchet or Ratchet? It's Rat Chet. Ratchet. Ratchet. And uh, I think one of the awesomest things ever, and I never knew this obviously as a kid, I wouldn't have cared, but Scatman Crothers was jazz. And Scatman Crothers was like this awesome uh I, I mean what did he was he a jazz? His name's Scatman. He's a Scatman. I mean I I mean I know him from The Shining. Right, from The Shining as the guy who teaches the I mean, Shining yeah, to it, the little boy. Yeah, Mr. O'Halloran. Mr. O'Hoolahan. Patches. <laughs> Patches O'Hoolahan. <laughs> oh, wait, wrong movie. Sketches. Sketches O'Hoolahan. Brown! It's like jazz. He had so much color to his voice. Like, Wah! Yeah, it was like a paved yeah! driveway, you know, and just gravel oh, for days. Yeah, the best. Jazz was great. I love jazz. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. The, the music? What about the music? You said what you, you, lo- you said you love jazz. No, no, no. The character. I love the Autobot. Jazz. Hey, Brown. Autobot. And I know, I know, uh, I know. Blaster was somebody cool too. Uh, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't find the voice though. But I, I know he was like some DJ or something. Blaster, the, uh, the, the, the good version of uh, Soundwave. Yes, he's like the yeah. the red, the other cool radio. tape deck guy. What was yeah. his? What were his tape friends? Uh, we didn't get to see the, his tape friends until the movie. Uh, his was... Uh, I remember rewind. Two Little Robots, but they both had Two Little Robots. Yeah, they both had Two Little Robots and two at least two animal robots. So I remember Rewind. Oh. Uh, was the other one I'm fast not forward? not sure. Yeah, I don't think so, but uh, I can't remember what the other ones were. Rewind is so much easier to remember, I guess. I don't know. We're all, we're, we are all like on our phones trying desperately to. Well, you guys to are. I'm, I'm standing here like a douche with the ears. So, <laughs> he was uh, like a prick with ears. <laughs> well, pricks. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Buster Jones actually was the voice, apparently. I don't know who that is, but. <laughs> Whatever. He was a cool dude, I'm sure. Blaster was cool. He was cute, dude. Anyway, yeah, awesome, awesome voice cast. Yeah. Oh, is, uh, throwing, is my uh, point. I want to show. Casey Kasem was the voice of uh, Cliff Jumper. Wasn't he also the uh, what was the name of the, like the the computer? Teletran one. Oh, tele yeah. Teletran. 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 Teletran one. Yeah. Teletran one. Yeah. That, I think that was uh, that was Casey Kasem too. But I mean, I think they probably all did a couple voices. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I know uh, Peter Cullen did a few. Uh, was he Ironhide too? He was Ironhide too. Yeah. You're going back to the blaster thing a little bit. I wonder if these names will kind of jog your memories a bit. Uh, Names like Eject. Oh yes, yeah, uh, yeah. That was the other robot. Steeljaw. Yeah. Ramhorn. 
Yeah, Ram Horn was Ramrod, Hamstring, Rain Dance, and Grand Slam. Slow mo. I don't know about those. You're just combining like good syllables together. Steel John and were are there bad syllables? Yeah, (laughs) you're using all the good syllables. No, these are just some of the best ones. Son of a gun. Ham hawk, (laughs) Ringle, Hamdingers, Ram Ringer. Nobody likes Hamdingers. Ramrod, Rod Ram, Hamstray. You already said these guys. Homegrown. I just want to keep referencing Strong Bad. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> Stairmaster. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's like move on. Okay, we let's can do move that. On. Let's move on and let's talk about the combiners. Do we guys want to do that? Is that Co- cool with everyone? Combiners. I think we should. Com- I think we, we should coal mine our efforts into one. Giant effort. Cole, mine them together. Into one teletrans. Into one last bit of the segment. One big pile of crap. Yeah. Big pile of shit. One giant stocking full of coal. Yes. So, uh, I have a list of uh, combiners here from for both Autobots and Decepticons. So, I'll just start off with the Autobots because they have the less. Because, you know, it's the Autobots and they always suck at everything they do. So, uh... So the, the, very, the deck was always stacked it really against was. them. It, it always was. said that they were just menial workers on Cybertron. They're not even good. Right. They're just like there. I mean, they're good guys, but right. that doesn't mean they're good guys. <laughs> they have good sparks. Oh. They, they have good sparks. Um, oh. You just gave me all the static feels. <laughs> all the static shocks. <clears throat> all right. So the, the very first combiners that the Autobots had... That appeared on the G1 cartoon were the aerial bots. And the robots for them were Air Raid, Fireflight, Silverbolt, Skydive, and Slingshot. And they form Superior! So that's where they got the name Silverbolt. Silverblot. So that makes sense. They love reusing the names. They Just sure recycle do. Michael. They sure do. Let's see. The next one that showed up later on were the Protectobots, and their names were Blades, First Aid, Groove, Hotspot, and Streetwise, and they form Defensor. Hotspot? Hotspot. These names are trash. (laughs) You can say that again. These names are trash. That again. (laughs) That again. Someone was listening. (laughs) Because I wasn't. I'm in Joyland right now. I'm just saying Nintendo hot trash. Land. <laughs> and the third one that appeared were called the Technobots. Now, this is the one where uh, the episode where uh, Grimlock became smart. And Grimlock. What? Yeah, you mean he's really smart? Still really fucking annoying, but in a different way? In a very different Well, Yeah, exactly. Because fucking Grimlock sucks, I'm going to say it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, his, I, I agree. I totally agree with you. Yeah, his humor always fell flat for me. Like, yeah. always. Yeah. And I have to say, he was, like, one of the worst parts. Actually, the Dinobots are probably the worst parts yeah, of the movie. Yeah, I agree. I hated the, movie, the Dinobots, yeah. actually. You yeah. know, it's really funny because I loved dinosaurs so freaking much as a kid, and I wanted to love the Dinobots so bad. Yeah. But I just, I just didn't. I didn't even like the way they looked that much. I think right. looks-wise, this, like... 
I don't know. I guess Grimlock looked the best, or maybe the Stegosaurus. Uh, my favorite dinosaur is the Triceratops, and I yes, bought the yeah. Triceratops toy, which I think was Snarl or Slag. I don't know. Slag was Sludge. The... Oh, their their names are so, so terrible, their names yeah. are so garbage too. It's like Grimlock yeah. and Swoop are the only ones I can remember. Right. But I wanted to like them, but it's like oh, but they they weren't that cool. Yeah, they weren't that cool, and and their voices were just yeah. This kind of yeah. ruined the whole thing. I mean, Excuse I, me. <laughs> that, that actually, I like that part actually <laughs> that's pretty funny and random so uh, anyways the Technobots created by Grimlock after he became brilliant somehow I don't remember how that happened went from being so dumb to was, being able to create a series of robots <laughs> yes how so he created Afterburner Lightspeed Nosecone Scattershot and Straff and they form Computron and Copytron is as fucking annoying as Grimlock is when he's stupid. That's not possible! It it really is. I mean, if you listen to this guy talk, he talks in like... What about... Wheelie say find rents today. Yeah, he's kind of... Me Grimlock guy. say we on our way! <laughs> yes. Kill me. Kill me today. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait. Do it now. So yeah, so that's all the uh, that's all the Autobot combiners. That Executioners I have. are standing by. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Yes. All right. So for the Decepticon combiners, we have the Combaticons, which were created by Starscream, in the most stupidest way ever. The most stupidest. stupidest. The most the stupidest. stupidest though. None the more stupidest. stupider than yes. this. Because what happened was there's one episode when. Starscream betrayed Megatron, or he did something to Megatron. He tried to like kill him or something and failed, and so he banished him from the base. And they put him in some random island. Put him in timeout. Put him in timeout. So he's like walking around the island, like, oh, there's nothing to do here, blah blah blah. And he kicks a piece of metal. So he digs up where it was there, and it was like this old army equipment. Like there was like a tank and there was a jeep and all this stuff. So what does he do? He somehow makes energon cubes. Oh, Don't because know. they can do that. Right, they can because do that, that right? wouldn't because have solved their energy they, they crisis need, like, problem right. on Cybertron. Right. What? Right. So, so he makes these little, little energon cubes. It puts them in the engine of each vehicle. Somehow the vehicles come to life. They already know what their names are. It's like, oh, I am this. I am that. Blah, blah, blah. I'll be the leader. Yada, yada, yada. He hard-coded their names into the energon. All it takes is Energon, and you can turn any inanimate machine into a robot? A, a Decepticon? A, a, a Decepticon reboot. A reboot. Where, a do, where do I get an Energon robot. cube? Because I want to try that. Right? We're going to have to find Starscream, apparently. Yeah. I know. We'll have to find his ghost. Maybe, maybe he made a bunch and is selling them on eBay. Maybe. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Anyways, the Combaticons consist of Blastoff, Brawl, Onslaught, Swindle, and Vortex. And they form Bruticus. Bruticus. Oh yeah, I remember Bruticus. Yeah, so, yeah. he was yeah. friends with Biggest Stickus. <laughs> why? Why am I laughing? I have no idea. You think it's funny when I mention my friend's name, Biggest Stickus? <laughs> no. Oh my god. So, uh, so those oh, are the I'm combiners. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Those are the, the Decepticon combiners. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is. The most familiar one because they've been around the longest, the Constructicons, and they consist of six robots instead of five, which is like the norm for combiners. 
You have Bone Crusher, Hook, Long Haul, Mixmaster, Scraper, and Scavenger, and they form Devastator. So yeah, that's know, right. That's all, all Mixmaster, he should know, be a DJ. Everyone knows who Devastator is. Right. Constructed cans. Constructed cans, and then of course, no, the Predacons. Yes. Yep. So yeah, that, they, they, they form Predicate. Pr- yeah. <laughs> Predicatherine, I think it was. Oh, yeah, right. Predicate plus I, eight. I, I always get that wrong. They form Predicate plus eight. So, <laughs> all right, so those are the combiners. So, you know what? I remember having, um, I remember the Pretenders. That's different. That's a totally different thing, right? But I know, but that, but it's, but that's another thing. That's another, that's another thing. thing. But yeah. it's Transformers. It's another thing, guys. And it's Transformers. Um, I remember guys. the trans. Uh, yeah, so I remember the Pretenders being like this. They had an outer shell. There yeah, was like was two like pretty, pieces pretty, you could like snap yes, on. I had one. Yeah, I had one too. I had like the. It was I had like the a red one. I had like a blue Whatever. warthog, teal yes. warthog guy. I remember that one? Yes. Warthog. I don't know what his name is, but, but. As I am just surfing on my phone as you're talking, because I wanted to come up with the name of the warthog, which I didn't even find because I was distracted, because apparently there was also a Pretenders called Octopunch, which is clearly the official Transformer of the show. I mean, I mean, clearly. Also, right. he looks like... Official Transformer of Retrodoctopus? That's what I mean, of the show. This show. This show. Not their show. No, of this show. Right, also of this. our show. Also this. Um, yeah. Both. He both looks like a, like an old diver, kind of. He's got like a big diver helmet, sort of, but it's red, and he's got like red tentacles. He is literally, <laughs> he is just, he's our Transformer, absolutely, hands down. I never knew this guy existed. Although, you know, you know, we're going to have to pony up like 200 bucks to get him on eBay, apparently. No thanks. Or that's, 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 that's Octo Punch. Fifteen. Also, uh, Octo Punch is the official beverage of Retro Octopus <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, true, true. Right, you are. Right, you are. Huh. Nice, well, refreshing glass. This is news to me. Have an Octo Punch <laughs> in the glass. Nice Octo Punch, <laughs> right in the kisser. And the last, right in the sucker. The last combiner for the, the Decepticons. Oddly enough, because you're talking about Octopus, he wasn't not. done. You interrupted him. No, no, this is fine. This actually uh, leads right into this. So, uh, Flawless victory. The next Decepticon combiners were called Seacons. You have, no, I can't pronounce this word, Nautilator? N-A-U-T-I-L-A-T-I-L-A-T-I-L-A-T-I-L-A-T-I-L-A-T-I-L-A-T-I-L-A-T-I-L-A-T-I-L-A-T-I-L-A-T-I-L-A-T-I-L-
So Arachnid. Tentacle has so a shit o- ton of tentacles coming out so. his arm sides. He looks cool. I like him. So there's a... Oh, I think we wow. have yes. multiple yeah. potential Look at this um, guy. Transformers of the official like, podcast. Yeah, so apparently... So I'm looking at the original, not a later, and he, he is not cool. But there is a later one that was like green and he's got kind of claws on his shoulders and he is just badass. Oh, yeah. I don't know what this guy... I'm trying to see if I can uh, find what this guy, what line this guy belonged to. Because that's a problem. There's so many stinking Transformers that have the same names. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> you know, you guys can't see it, but 8-Bit was just... He is flailing. He's in a mood tonight. It's its its weird he just, and he's, talk, he's talking with his hands so much, he just smacked me in the gut. <laughs> So I'm I'm overacting it. I'm my hands are so in my own space. I'm until I make Your it. Your gut is intruding. You know that's on actually, my own. That's actually fair. It, it was. It was. I was just like, kind of like I'm not even like <laughs> like this. This would be my space. My hand was here. It was in like my my center mass. It's really hard to visualize this. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> now he just punched. He. I want to it, 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 it might help the listening audience to visualize this because uh, Parasite Steve and AP like me are sharing the same mic because uh, me, Boss Witch Mode, the dumbass, forgot his own mic and now we're working with three instead of four. It's it's fun. It's fun. It's good. It's, it's fun. Fine. Luckily tonight. Which is why they're in such close proximity. <laughs> Luckily tonight, your breath is not a cataclysm. <laughs> That's what you think. No, I, I know. That's good. I'm right, glad. So, yeah. No, cool. That's, that's Tentacle. Really. I actually, I kind of want to own all of those. Those all seem like the coolest. Yeah, I, I, I want to own uh, the the Predacons for sure. Yeah, Predaking, Predicate, Predacatherine, whoever is uh, is is definitely one of the coolest combiners. Yeah, he's definitely my favorite. <clears throat> Pretty cool. I love his wings and 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 honestly, like even though orange is not my favorite color by uh, like a mile, uh, I don't know. Like there's something about his his color scheme that really works. Yeah, yeah totally. <clears throat> I really like it. It's like yeah. red and orange and stuff, mm-hmm. but. Anyway, pretty cool. Yeah, so, right. so that's that. So we've been talking about the Transformers for a while, but I would like to ask you, the audience, the question of who was your favorite Transformer and why? So why don't you think about that for a bit while we go on to a short break? Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like he took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, douchebag. Bloodworks Victorium, the new album from Enchanted Exile. 
11 pulse-pounding heavy metal tracks, including Embrace Oblivion, Cold Spell, On Widow's Hill, and I am the Void. Bloodworks Scriptorium, available now on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere you get your digital music. So, go get it. Hey, are you ready to do some thinking? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. Welcome back aboard, everyone. So we've asked you this week's Octoponder, what is your favorite Transformer and why? So I would like to go first. My favorite has to be Wheeljack. Not only because he transforms into a really cool car and he's very intelligent. This is G1. This is G1. G1 uh, Wheeljack. Not from Prime. Because he was awesome in Prime, too. he was too. awesome in Prime, but he was the complete opposite of what he was in the original series. Um... I love the way how he looked. He was very original. Like, he didn't have a mouth. Kind of like with Optimus Prime, he didn't have a mouth either. But his ears would, like, light up whenever he talked. And I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Like, not every robot has that. At first, I thought it was really silly. And then I just completely grew to like it because it was unique. Yeah. Very unique. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, he was like, he was the engineer. He was the yeah. engineer. Yeah, he was the one that was responsible for building the Dinobots, the Aerobots, and I'm not sure about the Protectobots. I'm not sure about that. And I know they show up at one point randomly, so I don't know the backstory about them. But yeah, I mean, there were tons of you know Autobots of... that showed up for like one or two episodes, yeah. and he was in a ton yeah. of G1 episodes. Yeah, I felt like at the time he was one of the the most flushed out characters which is why i grew one of the reasons why i really grew to like him too him well in the the very first episode of the transformers it was him and bumblebee were the first autobots you ever see oh that's funny i didn't remember that yeah i just watched it so Hmm. that's how i remember there you go (laughs) so uh what about you Mush, mush, mush. Mush, mush, mush. I will have to... I'm going to cheat a little bit because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention two of them. Because I, I don't love any one of them like super duper a lot. I mean, I do like the Transformers and I used to watch the cartoon a lot as a kid. But um, I, at first, I guess my favorite would have been Starscream only because I really liked Planes at the time. And at the time, the red and white color scheme was my favorite. I mean, now my, you know, I, I like other color schemes better on other Decepticons. But at the time, it was Starscream. I mean, he was kind of an annoying character, you know, and, um, looking back. But since I thought he looked the best out of all the Jets, he just I just kind of gravitated towards him. Yeah. But a little later on, still in G1, uh, because I got the toy of him, uh, Astro Train kind of became oh, my yeah. favorite, one of the triple changers. Yeah. Where he could be a robot, but he could also transform into a train and a space shuttle. Right. So he had like, and if you thought it was confusing, you know, just transforming from a robot to a vehicle. All right, now you got a robot and two vehicles you could transform into. Right. So that was a whole bunch of wow. What the hell right. am I doing here? I hope I don't break this. <laughs> it was thing. a whole bunch of wow. But well, I just thought that was a pretty cool thing. Was like, oh, triple changers. That's so cool. Well, you have those ro- robots that turn into like two different vehicles, and you have at least one that can turn into six. I know. I, that's that's insane. And I used to have that figure. His name was Six Shot. Yeah, yeah. And he turns to six different things. Yeah, that is insane. Yeah. Hashtag whole bunch of wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, those would be mine. 
What about you, Ibi So I, again, never like super watched the original series, but uh, I really like this one particular Autobot slash Decepticon named Scourge, but not Scourge from G1. The Scourge that I'm talking about is a character from Transformers Cybertron, which they named Scourge for the English release of the show, but apparently the character in Japan is known as Flame Convoy. And uh, that just rolls right off the top. Yeah, Flame Convoy is a <laughs> bad name. So uh, apparently, they decided to name him Scourge in the English show because the original character of Scourge wasn't being used, and it was a name that they thought people would recognize. But um, this character of Flame Convoy is the ability to turn into a dragon, which is real cool, but also be a convoy, so he can hold you know other you know uh, Decepticons or Autobots or whatever. Um, Robots. Robots. Snacks. Snacks, too. Hashtag snacks. snack metal. Hashtag snacks. Snack metal. Snack metal convoy. That's my band name. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, swarm of snacks. Swarm of snacks. So the yes. interesting thing about uh, this iteration of the character, Scourge, is that he, he was sort of like, for the English depiction of the toys, depicted as a bad guy. But in the show, I guess he was like more honorable and actually ended up becoming an Autobot eventually and not staying as a bad guy but they felt like oh his name's scourge we got to portray him as like this really hard like evil guy and you know turns into a dragon so he should be really you know menacing and all this stuff but he was was, was, bad guy (laughs) (laughs) but he was actually an honorable dude and uh yeah i just i really liked the toy uh he had uh like a fiery color scheme and then he had which was like the flame convoy and then they did one later called cryo convoy and he was all blues and purples and that's actually the one that i have um as the figure but yeah i don't know i thought that it was a really cool design um i've never seen transformer cybertron but makes me kind of want to check it out yeah but yeah that's, that's my pick that's cool so what about you mr nine tentacles i um i also really like <clears throat> mr wheeljack he's a really great character mm-hmm. um and i did want to just go really briefly back to him in in Cybertron. You said he was the antithesis. He he really was. It's like they just took the name. Clearly, Transformers just loves doing that. They just take the name. Yeah. Um. And he was this ridiculously badass warrior type, and he was so different. But man, it was he was still so cool. Yeah. And it was just nice seeing seeing a cool Wheeljack again. You know, it's like yes. oh whatever. Yeah. He's nothing like the original guy, but I don't care. Right. But my favorite, I'm gonna go with um, a character who made his debut in the 1986 movie, and uh, it's it's uh, Springer. Yeah, he's awesome. And Springer, I love for numerous reasons. Uh, I I think his robot form is one of the cooler robot forms. Green is my favorite color, and to be quite frank there aren't a lot of cool green characters in general right um it's really rare especially heroes it's like you know for video games you get like master chief and link and pretty much it you know it's like oh ninja turtles battletoads okay they don't count but like you know if you're wearing green like it's it's like the the least used color i swear and so he was a cool good green guy like if you're spider-man all your bad guys are green and purple but you know um so he was uh he was a cool green guy he was the only green guy and uh, he, I, I loved the way his, his head was drawn. It sort of looked like he had a kind of a sort of a crown, sort of a construct up there. I don't know. And he was he had an awesome personality. He had a number of cool like one liners in the, in the movie. He had yeah. a 
he had like, you know, today's a good day to die. And, you know, he had a, a number of cool lines, I thought. And uh, he was able to, he was a trouble changer. So he turned into a helicopter, which was just awesome because I, I'm sure there were other helicopters. I don't know any, but like they were all, you know, the flying ones were jets. So I thought it was cool. He was a, he was a helicopter. And uh, then as in the robot form, he would use the blades from the helicopter as swords, which was just super cool yeah. because none of the other Transformers had bladed weapons. They were just, you know, they would just Guns shoot crap out and, yeah. the front. And, um... He could also turn into this uh, very weird-looking car. It was sort of like a a go-kart thing. It was very low to the ground. It was definitely unique-looking. It didn't look that cool, but it was still pretty freaking cool that he could turn into three things. So, I don't know. I really, really dig Springer in that movie. I don't really remember him much from the show afterwards, but... um, Yeah. I I really like him in the show. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, his personality is... is, I think he, he had has the best personality in the movie. He's he's just kind of like got this like, you know, laugh in the face of death kind of right thing. Right. And he's like, "Oh, you know, nothing gets him down. He sort of has this kind of pompous. I feel like every time Tony Stark was in a video game up till Robert Downey Jr., he just talked like Springer. He's like, "Oh, hey. Okay. Uh, let's go over here, ladies." I don't know. <laughs> uh, but like uh yeah, he's pretty cool. And uh, just real quick shout out um to uh my favorite character from Beast Wars, which was Tigertron. I I really loved that character a lot. And mm-hmm. he was a character that was, I think, the first other Maximal that showed up that wasn't with the initial group. Yep. And uh, he didn't actually join them. He became a neutral character. He was good. Well, he w- I don't know if he was neutral. He was a good guy, but he wasn't with the Maximals at their base. He lived out in the wild. With he, he preferred to live with the animals. He liked you know being a tiger. But he was a white tiger. He was insanely awesome looking i loved his beast beast form more than uh i mean his uh robot form more than anybody else's yeah and uh he was a white tiger with like this sort of teal green like like i don't know like 57 chevy super sexy mint green sort of green um color scheme and he was just awesome i loved tigertron so i just quick shout out to him he was also an old guy so he's basically like a badass cup why do you think he was old well, his voice, like his voice actor, like definitely was trying to sound like like a wise, like older guy. Like he didn't sound like Cheetor, you know, who was like a you know kind of young, rough and tumble kind of person. Like Tigertron definitely sounded like aged and wise and stuff like that, which was cool. Like they made an old guy, older guy character be like really badass. Did he say Bob Wheat? Grana Wheat Mini Bomb? I don't think so. Oh, that would have been awesome. I'm old and I know things. <laughs> right? Probably not that either. <laughs> so anyways, those were our answers. And now it's your turn to tell us what you think about this week's Octoponder This. Who is your favorite Transformer and why? So leave us your answers on our Twitter at Redoctopus. Or you can go to our Facebook group, RetroRedoctopus. Or you can always email us at redoctopus at gmail.com. And it's almost time to catch that horizon, but before we say goodbye, let's go to this. Occasionally we all come across things that bring our piss to a boil. Now it's time. 
It's time to feel the rage and start petting hey those Hey everyone, peeves. Boss Rush Mode here, and I'm about to pet a peeve, and that peeve is AM Sports Talk Radio. And I kind of don't even know why they call it Sports Talk Radio in the AM, because they barely talk about sports. That's uh, usually a couple of hosts that are uh, just talking about their own stupid lives that I don't give two craps about. Uh, and it's like, I usually only even want to listen to it because I want to know sports scores from the night before, but they never get to them. And it's like, okay, well, thanks for talking not sports on your sports talk radio show. And like, you get updates every half an hour, which is like the only time you get scores. And it's like, oh, do I sit through a half an hour of this crap? Or do I like turn the radio off and hope to remember to turn back on 25 minutes from now? But I'll usually forget. So I usually have to sit through this garbage. Uh, the thing that really irritates me is like the hosts are like the most narcissistic, obnoxious assholes. And all they do is, do is just talk about their... Just stupid lives, like, oh, my weekend sucked because uh, I took my kids out to a public pool and they're gross. Like, yeah, okay, so what happened in the game last night? Who cares? And then, I know, oh, my weekend sucked because I have to travel for a friend's wedding. Like, I don't care. I do not fucking care. Please just tell me the goddamn sports scores. It's like, oh, I just... And, and the friggin' the panel they have, it's all just a bunch of ball-washing yes-men. It's like, oh, you're the greatest, you're the greatest. It's like, oh, whatever you say is gold. It's like, oh, my God. I mean, I, I swear, if, if these were, like, advertised as podcasts, no one would ever listen to them. It's like, hey, let's hear, like, the insipid, miserable asshole podcast four hours a day, five days a week. Yeah, it's like, no, why? Who, who the hell puts themselves through this? Then you hear the callers, like, oh, these are the kind of people they're attracting because, oh, my God, they're even worse. And um, I'm going to point out three types of callers here that really kind of, you know, bend my butthole backwards, which is not even possible. But whatever, it's I just they said, manage it. Those, those are words I just said. Uh, let's see. The rough starter is one who like doesn't even know when to start talking when you know he gets on the air. All right, caller, you're on the air. Uh, 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 uh hello. Uh, uh, am I on? Yes, you're on. Talk. Hello? It's like, oh my god, dude. You called to talk to these people, right? Talk. You know, speak words, please. And I, what I think happens with them is like they'll call, but they'll leave their radio on, and they expect to hear themselves on the radio. So when they hear the voice on the phone, but they don't hear it on the radio, they get totally confused, like deer in headlights kind of thing. It's like, uh, what do I do? What do I do? So that's what I think happens to them. Another one is the self-interrupter, the guy who will actually... He'll start off okay. He'll start talking about stuff. And be like, oh, well, you know, if the, if the O-line, you know, protects the quarterback and, you know, creates holes for the running back, I think they'll have a very effective... You guys still there? Uh, yeah, we're still here. Oh, oh, sorry. And then they just... What, 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 the, what did you think just happened? Oh, no, we just packed up our shirt. We're moving to Quebec now. Sorry, see ya. It's like... What? It just annoys the crap out of me. It's like they think they get cut off or something. No, we're still here. We're just waiting for you to get through your friggin' ridiculous diatribe and get to your goddamn point if you even have one. So just, just, just keep fucking talking, please. And the last one that kind of pisses me off the most, even though it's probably like the least egregious of all of them, but for some reason this really just makes me want to gnaw my own eyebrows off, is the one who goes, first time caller. It's like, who the fuck cares? Nobody fucking cares. First time, long time. It, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's usually accompanied by, you know, long time listener, first time caller. At least I can see the host caring about the long time listener part. But literally, besides the caller, nobody gives a shit that you're a first time caller. Yeah, that like, always like, does feel like what people need to tell them. Like, oh, yeah, long time fan, first time caller, blah, blah, yeah, blah. It's like, it's like oh, really? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that, that kind of reminds me Whatever. of a YouTube post. Like, 
like uh, somebody will like post a video and then like like a second later it's like someone will post down or write down first first oh, I like, know who that fucking gives a shit I know, I know. Good job. that's kind of I mean, waned a bit but that I mean, was so the thing do you want a fucking hoodie or something like what the fuck seriously do you, want, like, do you want us to like cheer that you were the first fucking commenter <laughs> right. on this video I know seriously oh Greg your anger is, is spreading throughout <laughs> all of the tentacles of the octopus. right it's like you know, like infected ink. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're, it's red ink now. Yeah, we're, we're seeing red. Yes. <laughs> yeah, first time caller. I I truly believe is like the most useless combination of words in the English language. It's like you you get no benefit from announcing you're a first time caller. You, you, there's just nothing to gain. There's no point to it. So stop fucking saying it, please. And it's like literally no one gives a shit. Like, the, the hosts don't care. The listeners don't care. I sure as fuck don't pull over in the... Oh, he said he's a first-time caller. He must have something really important to say. No, nobody gives a fuck. Shut the fuck up. Okay, I'm pretty much done now. Oh, wait. And uh, actually, before I go, I just want to say... Um, opinions of Boss Rush Mode do not reflect the opinions of any other member or affiliate of Retrodactibus. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, I think, uh, I think people who uh, call up and say first-time, long-time are probably uh, in the same queue for hell... That, like, people who wear MAGA hats or people <laughs> who, like, bring fish to work and reheat it in the company microwave, they're, mm. all, they're all in that same queue, I think. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. All right, so before we end this episode, do you guys want to promote anything? Oh, I'll, I'll promote my, myself, uh, Boss Rush Mode, back on the mic, you know, calm down a little bit. You know, i got to take a few deep breaths. And, uh, you know, if you want, you can find me on YouTube. On the channel Boss Rush Mode, you know, so that way you don't get confused with any other types of modes or, you know, people in, you know, just positions of power. He's not your boss, though. I'm not your <laughs> boss. He's not and the he's, boss of you. He's not trying no. to hurry you up at all. No, not at all. But uh, if you want, check out that channel. You can hear the first, you know, the first incantation. In, I always say incantation, which is like a spell. Incarnation. Incarnation is what I mean to say. It's probably like the fourth time I've done this. But No, incarnation's a flower. Whatever. Your nation is instant breakfast. Well, if you, if you hear the old episodes on YouTube, you'll realize I don't know words. And it's, it's going to be a common theme, and this will be you know, still happening 12 episodes from now, I'm sure. So. That's all right. You're like uh, 10,000 pounds aggression. Yes. Absolutely. You feel so deeply. Yes. You, you have know, such a bottomless Sometimes you can't put words. You, may, you can't form words out of that much feeling. No. It's hard. It's just the way it is. It but is anyway, Boss Rush Mode, YouTube, check it out. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, are you a parasite, Steve? Um, so I am, as I've mentioned before, I don't know if you guys have heard, but I am actually an author uh, who publishes under the name Steve Van Sampson. It's uh, it's my it's my real name, and uh, I'm sticking to it. Yeah. So I have a couple books out, but uh, the the new one is pretty exciting. I have a uh, a book called The Final Summons, and it's an anthology book put out by. The New England Speculative Writers, which is a awesome new group that started back in 2017, I believe. And this is their first anthology. I have a story in it. It's called The Terror of London. And it's a story about Spring-Heeled Jack, which is a folkloric sort of creature that I've always been interested in. So if you're interested... The uh, the book actually is out right now. It's uh, out in uh, Kindle and paperback and hardback. If you are hardback. so inclined, yeah, <clears throat> just like the Ninja Turtles, hey, they got hardbacks too. Here's an hardback. So check back. it out. It's called the Final Summons. And uh, hey, you know if you feel like it, browse Amazon and uh, type Steve Van Sampson. You'll find my my books, The Bone Eater King and Marrow Dust, and uh, maybe you'll read them. I don't know. I can't make you. I'm out. Do it. Do it. Do it. Oh, Do it. Yes. Do it. Do it.
Do it. Just how make it you? one word, doit. How about you, 8-Bit Alchemy? Uh, so I recently appeared on some episodes of a podcast called Throwdown Thursday. Poof. So uh, you can go check those out. A wild 8-Bit um, Alchemy has appeared. A wild 8-Bit Alchemy. <laughs> so, the Throwdown Thursday podcast. Yeah. So I was on an episode talking about Wreck-It Ralph, and I was also on an episode talking about, you know, our favorite... Godzilla alternative Gamera. Ooh. Also known as Gamera. Oh, yeah. Also known as Gamera. Uh, also known as Kenny's friend. Also known as Kenny's friend. <laughs> Let's not forget. So Kenny's uh, bunkmate. Kenny Kenny Bunkport. That's in Maine. Gamera hasn't come to Maine yet. Uh, anyway, this has gone on too long. So, yes, so uh, I'm on two episodes of that fantastic podcast, uh, Throwdown Thursday. And Which we also, promo on this show from time to time. We, we do, we do. And uh, also I have a YouTube channel as well called 8-Bit Alchemy, where I do retro video game styled music, and some are covers, and some are original, and it's all a labor of love, and you should go listen, because I work really hard on it sometimes. So yeah, go check it out. And they're um, awesome. Yeah, well, there's that too. Thanks, if you like awesome stuff, thanks, guy. Yeah, you can't if, lose. If you're into cool, cool stuff, like cool tapes, yeah. uh, like me. So yeah, I'm done. Bye. He awesome. works really hard. So hard. Work hard for the He's money. Hard. Anyways. So, so for me, just recently I started uh, uh, recording live shows. Uh, this is mostly like local Like ads. You mean like Cats? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Phantom. Yeah, like on yeah. Broadway. Like, 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 like hard rock, heavy metal, Cats shows. Oh, mm-hmm. Cats in the Belfry. Cats. <laughs> Cats. Craps. So, uh, so what I do is I just like you know videotape these bands and I do a little bit of editing and then I just put put the video on their Facebook page. I don't get any money from it. It's just a fun thing for me to do. Um, I'm sure the bands enjoy it too. They have what, to enjoy it. It's free publicity, and it's like pretty darn good filming too. Yeah, and the quality is good. It's really the great. The audio is actually. <laughs> Like listenable, you can so, hear the songs and tell what you're hearing. Yeah, right. which is more yeah. than most live concert videos on YouTube from like cell phones. That's yeah, yeah, it's garbage. not, it's not right. cell phone YouTube video from yeah. ten years ago. Yeah, where it's pure <laughs> treble, just like <laughs> treble. It's just like a wall of like black. I'm glad it's not it's that a, because you a, know what, Greg that that pets my peeves. I, I can imagine it would. That actually sounded a lot like a swarm of bees. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh god, we should we should get out of here. You want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? No. Nope. Hi, I'm Boss Rush Mode. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. So what what bands have you recorded so far, Nintendo? Well, only two. Uh, the first two times were uh, Swarm of Eyes. They're a band from Massachusetts, and they are freaking awesome. Uh, and the death metal band, quintet. They play death metal yeah, and junk. So kind of like death metal, yeah. yeah. Like 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 a groovy death metal type. type death band. metal can be groovy. They rock. Absolutely. They rock hard. Yeah, they do. They're and they're awesome. fun, fun guys. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're they awesome. might, they might also be mushroom. I don't know. Maybe. Actually, I'm pretty sure they're not. <laughs> pretty sure. But they're fun guys. Yes. And the other band that I recorded is a band called Without Warning. It's that this is a more like a hard rock metal band. They're very melodic and they're amazing. And I, I've been a fan of them for a while. And I saw them for the first time not too long ago, and I was not disappointed at all. Um, yeah, they're from Boston too. They're also from Boston, so I'm assuming like a lot of bands I'll be and I'll record will be from Boston. So not unless the Bay you, area. unless you like you know unless go to like a Marty Friedman and, show or something. Yeah. No. 
No, I'm also I don't think Marty's going to let Facebook Joe record. Page. No, I don't know if uh, press pass no, you can credentials totally. are oh, high nah, enough. It's in the Brighton Music Hall. You can just totally film it and send it to Marty <laughs> on a private message on Facebook, and it'll be totally chill, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, what was really cool about the show that Ape Alchemy and I went to I was not there. too long ago? Uh, we met this photographer who had who was wearing this this vest. Uh, what do you want to call it? It's, it's it was a, like a denim vest denim with like a vest. ton of different band patches yeah. and some video and you game patches. That he was wearing a, straight uh, from the eighties. Straight from the eighties. Yeah. Was, what? 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 He he had a patch of Brutal Legend. Yes, which yeah, is a video game that I played, <laughs> and it's like all steeped in heavy metal culture. Can you, so, can you yeah. just real quick do, uh, drop some Jack Black on us? Oh no, I can't. Ugh. Cage can't believe that you did that. You ate my schnitzel, man. Why'd you do that to me? <laughs> <laughs> that was like a little too high pitched for this. I enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Uh so yeah, I I just commented on it. I said, Hey dude, nice brutal legend patch. I never see people love for that like any love for that game right. from that game you tried to leave on. a thumbs I've up. Never actually played but it. it was in person, so you didn't know what to right, do. So I accidentally <laughs> punched him in the chest. I was like, Bam, thumbs up. Oh, sorry. Hi. Uh, I like a patch. So, um, yeah, he was actually really cool. He was a really cool dude. He kind of just, like, chatted with us for, you know, off and on throughout the night and was doing some pretty sweet photography, too. Yeah. Yeah. He was, was like, a younger, you know, aspiring photographer. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to him uh, before the show started, and I told him, like, you know. You guys remember his name? uh, His name is Sam. I forget his last name. That doesn't help him at all. But his company is is, uh, Gold, Golden... uh, Fuck. Pheasant. Golden fuck. Is it Golden Pheasant? No, Golden, uh, Golden Shepherd Photography. Golden Shepherd. Golden Shepherd we got there, I guys. Got I, I remember. Sam, For all Sam, your Golden Shepherd Photography needs. So I, I, uh, I, when I was editing the videos, I actually uh, messaged him and asked him if it was okay if I used some of his photos. And uh, he said it was totally cool. I mean, if I wanted the stuff without the wire, no. <laughs> is it okay if I record your brutal legend patch? <laughs> <laughs> just, just that. I mean, it was it like, hey man, it won't be weird or I don't, anything. But, I don't you know. appreciate the false advertising. I've seen a lot of your <laughs> pictures, and none of them are of golden shepherds. <laughs> like not a single one. And I've this never is- seen the band Brutal Legend on stage ever. <laughs> Lies. This is bullshit. Bullprick. Bullprick. So, yeah, yeah. So, so like live recordings is what I, what I like to do now, and I also have a YouTube channel called Nintendo, and you just find me on YouTube. Pretty cool. Yeah. So oh. I've been doing like a lot of pickup videos and whatnot, but oh, pickup as in like items you acquire, not like, hey baby, what's your sign? That's no, true. The no, it's, one. it's That's right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I guess I yeah, actually yeah. So when yeah. he does an episode of Swag Snag, sometimes he has actual humans. Yes, that he's swag. Swagger yeah. Snag, Swagger yes. Snag. Like, please, <laughs> please alert the authorities. It's cold here, and they only serve us chips. Hey boys, <laughs> want to be on my show? <laughs> All right, that wraps up the episode. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all things that make growing up awesome. If you liked what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter. RetroReductopus is part of the Inebriart Podcast Network, so if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like Old Colony Path, Bar Talk, and of course Inebriart as Indian Fish chat with local artists over a couple of cold ones. For more information or to subscribe to us or any of these great shows, please visit inebriart.com. That's inebri-art.com. I've been your host, Nintendo. With Dr. Bots, transform and roll out.